0: Uh, so how are you doing how's your day been
1: doing good uh trained hard this morning uh sparred super hard i've had to drain my ear twice today so uh just a typical day man fun stuff
0: i want to talk a little bit about the uh, the pandemic i mean I can, we can't go through this without talking about how the world is pretty much in shambles right now but uh right. how's your training been how has your life been throughout the entire pandemic
1: so And uh, I did. Uh, where I was in Tennessee, it wasn't that bad. Well, we moved like, and then like a week later, it got super crazy here. So the gym shut down for a couple weeks, and then they started letting in select so, like, pros, you know, who were in major shows or have contracts or something like that. Uh, so, as far as like living. It's really weird. Everybody's masked up here. You got to wait in lines. There's capacities, and like grocery stores and stuff. We're in Broward County, which is like the third worst place to be in America as far as you know the pandemic goes. But it hasn't affected training. Um, I've still been in American Top Team every day, twice a day. Um, you know, there's a little less bodies in the gym. Just you know, people have families, and, and some guys, you know, if you're not in a major show or you don't have a contract or something, you can't be in the gym right now. But, uh, I mean, as far as, you know, everything goes, I really don't have anything to complain about. I know some people have, have had it rough, but we've been okay.
0: Yeah, I'm up in Canada, so we're on the East Coast, which is, I think, the safest place in North America, but we're not allowed leaving. So, I mean, there's, there's pros and cons to both. You can't really – You guys are
1: probably more level-headed there and, you know, like obey the rules and are responsible. And, and everybody down here is partying, going to the beach, and just being reckless and, you know, so, yeah.
0: Yeah, there's the there's that. I mean, we get fined and stuff at first. So like if you were out, out at times, and uh, they'd fine you if you were, weren't were wearing a mask, they'd fine you. So it's, I don't, they're, 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 they're forcing it down our throats here. So whether we like it or not, we have to obey, obey by it. But, uh but yeah, I mean, training is limited. I haven't been able to, to get back to jiu jitsu in a while. Obviously, I don't fight or anything but i haven't done jitsu in a little while so it's it, it sucks here but uh but man it's, it's good to hear that you're back in the back in gym training um overall man how have you uh how are you feeling how's the weight uh i'm speaking for myself i've bloated up i put on extra pounds with the pandemic
1: uh, no uh i feel really good uh i'm sitting at like 165 could make weight i can make weight in a week if i needed to um we're trying to get booked um you know like no injuries or anything like that. I've been able to stay active. Um, obviously, with you know, with the way this is going, uh, making the move out here, I'm I'm completely on uh, sponsor money. Back home, I was teaching martial arts, you know, 40 plus hours a week, and then I would train at the gym that I was a coach at in between and stuff, um, so I could. Kind of make as much money as I wanted to if I needed to do extra lessons or we wanted to put together some kind of an event or a seminar we could do that. Here I'm completely on sponsor money, so it's not like there's a bunch of extra money to go out to eat and get fat, anyways. So uh, you know, I, there's again there's pros and cons to everything. I just try to look at it as a good thing instead of complaining about not having money. Hey, at least I can't get too out of shape. So you know,
0: how how important has that move to a to a bigger camp been? And have you noticed it since you started training down there?
1: It's, uh, it's it's like, essential. Um, you know, and everybody's got the same story here. There's a couple of homegrown guys, but most everybody, um, just about whether my weight class or, or, or bigger or smaller, they were the hero of their hometown. You know, they're the best guy in their gym, the best guy in their region. And then they got signed with UFC or Bellator or One or you know a contender series match or something like that and they decided you know I need to be somewhere where I'm not the best guy in the room every day but I need to be getting beat up we've all got the same story that's why we're here and uh, you know it's it's been really helpful because uh, it's you just you know you get to spend some time on on the bottom or in losing positions or or you know sometimes you you go rounds where you get beat up pretty good know you're we've got guys that are fighting for world titles in here every day so you know it's um and even just the atmosphere you know back home there's like 150,000 people in my city and just about everybody knows me uh i can't go to the mall or pump gas or go get groceries or whatever without somebody saying hi or wanting a picture or whatever but but here you know in coconut creek nobody knows me i walk into the gym uh back home and i get a standing ovation here just one of the guys. In fact, I'm at the bottom of the total poll. You know, you got guys that are fighting for world titles. You got Jose Mansado and guys like that. You know, I'm, I'm still, uh, I'm still working my way up. So uh, it's really good. It's it's allowed me to shrink my head a little bit, and uh, you know, just go back to kind of getting beat up again, which is uh, what I need. Because no matter who they match me up with next, they're not going to be the guys I'm training with. It's going to be. It's going to seem like an easy day. As crazy as that is, you know, in the UFC against the toughest people in the world, I just know the rounds I put in with training. Uh, Everybody I went with this morning was either a world champion or or already signed with UFC. So, I mean, it's been important for sure.
0: Yeah, I spoke with uh, Odie Delaney, who who had a very similar sort of uh, observation. He was like, I got down here and started training with Andre and Greg Hardy, and I was like, oh, my God, I'm getting my ass handed to me day in, day out it is important that you that you seek that higher level competition it's humbling it, it, and uh, you know it's hard to progress if the guys you're learning from are quite at the level you need no doubt I, uh, I want to talk a little bit about your debut obviously I can't we can't go without talking about your uh, your debut yeah. performance um, I watched uh, your you uh, I guess the announcement of you getting the fight on fight bananas and uh, man the emotion was there I could see that you wanted it so bad. Uh, I'm sure the fight didn't go the way you wanted to, but what sorts of lessons can you learn from that fight uh, that you can apply to your uh, next fight?
1: So, um, e- even even the phone call, there's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes that you just can't know. I, I know I'm, I'm being recorded, uh, you know, I'm, because we're doing a podcast. It was a surprise. Yeah. So now that I know we're being recorded, I have to act excited. But what people don't know is I'd been on the couch for six weeks uh, with some bulging disc issues, um, wasn 't able to train it'd been over a month since I had done anything athletic um, and me and my my chiropractor back home just decided you know we were going to wait till the beginning of the year and and then we would start training again in twenty twenty but I was coming off of two good knockouts um, my back was was really pretty bad it was affecting me at work i w- I was really limited in what I was able to teach and all that so i just hadn 't trained um you know and then when I got the text the day before that Surprise phone call and fight bananas. I, of course, I said yes, and I lied. And I said, Of course, I'm in shape and whatever, because that may have been the only opportunity you know you're ever gonna get. You just never know. Uh, So, you're acting excited and all that, but I know crap. Of course, this would happen. I've got nine days, I'm not in shape. The weight cut's gonna suck. My back is so tight, I, I can't really even do much to get ready. It's basically just starve yourself and then go do your best. And so we all talked about it backstage before the fight, like, hey, we got about 60 to 90 seconds of good gas. We're going to go give it our best. And then after that, you know, I I had known because I had, you know, been training the couple days I had leading up to that. And I was getting so tired so fast. I hadn't done anything. And mm-hmm. uh, so... I wish I would have been able to make it to the third round. We almost did, you know. I'm happy with what I did on short notice. I escaped seven submissions. I, I took 140 shots, and I was really exhausted. There were several moments in there where I just thought I'm going to quit moving and just lay here and just let it be over, but I thought, no. He's going to get tired in the second, and I'm going to get up and, you know, I I know anybody in my division. I just have to touch them one time and I can put them to sleep. We just didn't get that opportunity that was without a doubt the the shortest note notice fight i've had the worst pre- preparation and, and the worst performance you know on the biggest stage so all the cards were stacked against me but i, I there's a lot of people with that story um so th- there's been a lot of people that you know call me out and whatever that but that's not representative at all of, of who i am as a as a fighter um particularly not now but uh so, yeah, it was a bad debut, but it's just going to make the story that much cooler when I get a big win the next fight. And uh, so, you know, Sean Shelby told me he appreciated me taking it. And, uh, you know, and the guy that beat me, hes he hasn't lost in the UFC since. So um, he's fighting soon again. He, he, he's a good fighter, you know. Um, so it is what it
0: is. Is it a little uh, bittersweet seeing his success? Obviously, he's, he's done, like you said, he's undefeated in the UFC. He's doing right. well. Or is it like motivating to be like, look, I lost to a guy who's actually doing really, really well. And given everything that's going on, it's it's a little bit reassuring knowing that he, he's doing well.
1: Right, nobody wants to lose to the guy that then turn around and, and, and can't win. You don't want to be the only person that that guy can beat. Uh, his last fight, he, he fought up in weight, uh, took a fight out of his weight class against a big, strong guy that really comes and pushes the pace. And um, you know he, he, he looked good, it was a tough fight. Uh, he got the win, and um, I forget who he's fighting next. I've I try, been trying to follow him. We've been, you know, friendly with each other, but... Um, Kyle yeah, Nelson. It, it, Kyle Nelson. Right.
0: Yeah. It's
1: good to see him doing well. I hope he keeps doing well, and, and maybe with a full camp, let me get a couple wins. We can run that one back. We were... Uh, he was ranked number one in Florida, and I was ranked number two, and it was that way for a long time in the pros. Um, somehow, we had just never fought each other, so you know, um, I'm happy to see him doing well.
0: As for, for what's next for you, um, is there a timeline? Are you, do you have any knacking injuries from the fight? Are you good to go? Or, and, and if so, what sort of timeline are you looking at?
1: Uh, I had, like after the fight, I had uh, a mandatory six weeks. I had some, like, orbital and nose and, like, some fractures in my face. It, it, it just uh, it took a little over a month. Um, the UFC called me with an offer, like, two weeks after my fight uh, to fight um, – what's his tall guy, Sean Woodson, and uh, I, I was like, man, I i can't even spar for another month, you know, according to the doctor. Now, I, I would have said yes, but, you know, I wanted to just give myself a fair shot and have, you know, at least a month to train or whatever, so I was like, no, you know, the, the doctor says I can't, so, you know, we, we had a legitimate medical excuse. I've tried to get that mad since, you know, just because I I liked it and they had already pushed for it. Usually the UFC, if they try to match you with somebody and you can't do it, they're going to keep trying to match you with that person. Um, So I really wanted the Nate Landwehr fight like really, really bad. Um, I just saw today that he's booked for later in September. So, you know, I know we pushed for it. I know my management asked the UFC and I know the UFC reached out to his management and they turned it down for whatever reason. Um, but I, I told my manager last week I'm ready to go uh, anytime in September, you know, three weeks, four weeks, five weeks. It doesn't matter. Uh, my friend Brock Weaver has mm-hmm. a fight, I think, the 12th against Frank Camacho. I'd like yep. to get on that card with him. We have the same manager. We train together. We're good buddies. It would make sense for us to travel together and have fight week together. So, you know, I, I could have a phone call in a day or two saying, hey, you got a month to get ready. So, um I'm just training twice a day, like I have a fight like coming up, and keeping my weight in that low 160s range. And, you know, hopefully soon, though, because I need money. Uh, you know, you, you, I'm making just enough in sponsors to pay the rent, and then in between training sessions, like delivering for Uber and stuff like that. So I'm just ready to get paid so I can relax a little bit, you know?
0: Yeah, absolutely. One thing I noticed about your career, I, I may be wrong when I say this, but you've com- competed primarily in the united states right. um uh, fight island has been pretty much the only thing people talk about for a month there when there was no fights is that something that you'd be open to traveling abroad for a fight or because you know because of the way your debut went are you looking to fight more locally
1: uh no it, it doesn't matter to me i mean it wouldn't have mattered where the debut was uh it, we, I, it was in dc it was really cool what soaked it up when saw all the sites beforehand uh I'm not a guy that gets, like, nervous or, or nothing bothers me or whatever. Um, I mean, heck, I was living in, in, in Tennessee, and I I've, I've fought uh, – in my amateur career, I was fighting Tennessee, Kentucky, Mississippi, Alabama, Indiana. Uh, and then in my pro career, I fought Tennessee, Kentucky, Florida, Georgia. And, and most of my fights, at least before cracking into the UFC, were, were in Florida and Georgia. So uh, I don't need to stay home or, or feel comfortable or whatever. There's only two options right now. You got Vegas and you got Fight Island. That's pretty much that's pretty much all they're doing. You're either fighting at the apex or you're you're fighting on the island. So um, either one of those would be fine. It doesn't matter to me. If it's Fight Island, um, you know that would be cool to see Abu Dhabi. I, I couldn't, uh, you know, if it was in Vegas, that's me and my wife's favorite place. We got married there. We celebrated our one-year anniversary there. So right after the fight, I would fly her in and we'd spend a couple of days there. So that would be ideal, but um, if Fight Island is what they have for me, then that's fine too, it doesn't
0: matter. How do you feel the empty arena would affect you? I mean, you've seen a lot of guys talk about it, spe- specifically um, Anthony Smith, who, you know, hearing his corner the entire time, I feel like played a factor into his performance, but how do you feel like as someone who's competed, like, with an audience, how do you feel like, how do you think it would impact your performance having to hear the corner men of both teams, and no fans, as well as the commentary?
1: Right, um, you know, there's pros and cons to everything. Some people, uh, it uh, they like it. For me, I thrive off the crowd, the, the big walkout, the smoke, the loud music, the lasers, and all the, you know, and I like just, the more pressure's on me, the, the better I, I, you know, I, I've always felt like I do. Um, but one problem I've had traditionally is not being able to hear my corner over the crowd. So, uh, where I would miss the energy of the crowd and I wouldn't feel the pressure because it would kind of feel like another day in practice with it being so quiet. Um, I would like the idea of, cause the guy that would be in my corner would be Steve Bruno from American Top Team. And when he's coaching me, everything he says, I just do it instantly and it works perfect. Um, And he he has a loud voice that I can pick out through a crowd because he's he's coaching me and sparring every day. So I think it it would work in in my favor. Um, You know, and I I definitely, I want to fight during the pandemic before the crowds come out Um, because I want a chance to, for the first time in a long time since fighting amateur, to hear a coach's voice. Um, I've always had trouble picking that out. And I think it'd be cool to hear what his corner's saying too. So, you know it's a free giveaway you 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 know what to do before he does it because you heard him coach it so um i think it would help me i would miss the crowd and i miss the energy that was a struggle i had on contender series i was really open about that but it was hard for me to get hyped up just because it was so quiet and i can hear people having conversations in the crowd during the fight it was weird but uh Yeah, I definitely want to fight with no crowd so that I can say I did it, you know, sure.
0: Big fight this weekend with no no crowd, which is really unusual. They're having, in my opinion, the biggest heavyweight fight of all time in front of an empty arena. What's your thoughts on that fight? Who do you think has it?
1: You know, um, I really like Daniel Cormier. Um, His only losses have been title fight losses. Uh, I think he's done some cool stuff. I just, UFC just posted a thing the other day of like all of Stipe's wins and uh, it changed my opinion of him. I, I, I didn't think he was as good as everybody said he was, but then looking at all the people he's beat and uh, going back and watching some of his fights again, he's a lot better fighter than I realized. Um, I want DC to win. That fight can go any direction. Uh, the first fight was closed right up until Daniel caught him. And the second fight was back and forth until Stipe found those body shots. Um, Daniel's made it really open that he's going to wrestle. So, you know, maybe that's a lie to to get Stipe there watching for the takedown so his boxing works better, or maybe he's really going to go out there and do it. Um, I think DC has more tools, and I think uh, Stipe's a little bit of a slow starter. So if if Daniel's going to get it done with a finish, it needs to be in the first two rounds. Um, I'm pulling for DC,
0: though. Yeah. I'll ask you a couple more questions, and then I'll uh, and then I'll let you go. The the little platform I built before starting this podcast, uh, I built it by making up matchups. So after every fight, I'd be like, you know what, so and so who lost should fight so and so. As uh, is there anybody in the UFC who you one day, regardless of their current status, whether they're a contender, champion. Um, or even a former fighter, is there anybody that you wish that one day you can test your skills against?
1: Um, well, the way you phrased it, test my skills, uh, you always want to test your skills against everybody. Uh, I would really like, there's probably everybody's answer, but I want to fight Conor McGregor. Uh, if you just Google Jacob Kilburn and Conor McGregor, you'll find like four different articles throughout the years when I was fighting regionally as a pro where, you know, I would call him out on the microphone or if someone did an article, I would do, and it's obviously just, uh, you know, get my name, get some buzz. But at the same time, you know, like as, as a person, ethically, you know, he's not the, I got kids in my gym that looked up to him and it frustrates me because he's a knucklehead and he just does really stupid things. And, uh, you know, I would, I would you know, hitting old guys, man, It's so – I'd like to fight Connor, but also because we have really similar like backgrounds and stances and and uh, you know he has that kind of wider, more linear karate stance and uh, he fades away and, and, and pulls back and then throws the two and, and I like to do that stuff too, and I just feel like I would be able to play his style with him and uh, you know I think people break a little bit too before and he would you know break me so conor mcgregor would be the guy you know if i could fight anybody
0: so i i kind of i like that point that you made or like there's kids that that really look up to them um it's it's almost bad that negative attention in the ufc becomes good attention right like guys like mike perry they're out there starting fights with random people but you know they're getting noticed, um, and if you get noticed, you get bigger paydays. The UFC is more likely to sign you. Right. How do you like? What's the message for for kids or people up and coming? Um, like, how do you tell them? Like, hey, look, stay grounded, be yourself, uh, don't let any of that get to you. So, what would your message to them be?
1: Well, it is tough, uh, and you know, I, I would just say that uh, get there with your hard work, because uh, at the end of the day, when you're alone in the quiet of your room or, you know, early morning shower or whatever, uh, you know how you got to where you're at and why. Um, and, and some people can say it's cause I put in some really good work and I beat some good guys and all that. And some guys can say it was because, you know, I had a, a rainbow Afro or whatever, you know, like, and I, and I, you know, said a bunch of mean things on Twitter and, you know, through drinks on or whatever, like, um, let your skills do all the, you know, and you can have fun and say silly things on a microphone and all that, but let it be no doubt um, for you, your coaches, your family, your fans, and any of your haters that whether people like you or don't like you, let them all agree on the fact that, well, he's where he's at because of the work he's done and his skills. Um, that's the way you want to do it because that's the lasting legacy, uh, you know, the, the greatest boxers or, or or mma fighters of all time regardless of their personalities will always be recognized because of their performances yeah. uh, so just let your work you know be what gets you there and even if throwing a dolly through a bus might get more paper device don't do it <laughs> you know <laughs> um
0: one last question and then i'll let you uh I'll let you get out of here but um for people who have only watched your debut UFC fight, who maybe haven't seen you, haven't seen your fights before that, what would be the message to them? Like, what what is your fighting style, and which fight would you point them at and be like, "That's the fight that best describes me as a fighter"?
1: Uh, any other fights than that one? Um, like, it's kind of been no secret in the past. Uh, my my debut pro fight was a, a one-punch walkaway knockout. My next one was a was a guillotine choke finish. My next one was an armbar finish. and My next one, the guy took me down and held me down the whole time, so I stepped up to lightweight and fought him. Uh, after that, um, I came back and we had a, a really exciting fight. Ended up rematching the guy, went back to back. I had a contender fight. Um, you know, he held me down the whole time and and caught me in the one choke that he's good at. And then we came back and we had a bunch of knockouts, um, you know, but I'm always a finisher unless the guy is able to, to you know, out position me. Uh, I'm fixing those holes every day with really high level guys so that that's no longer him. In the past, it's just been the route to beat Jacob is to get him down and out position him for a while and, until he, he gives you a choke. Look at my record. I'll either lost by a close decision or I lost by a choke later in the fight. But uh, you watch any of my other fights, and I'm knocking people out dead. So um, you know, if that's the only fight you've seen, I get it. You're gonna write me off. Uh, I'm gonna be an underdog. I will just change your mind with my future performances. Um, but you know, we can look in the past. I've I've fought Glory veterans. I've fought you know I, I've fought tough guys and you know in different parts of the country and I've beat them impressively. And uh, you know so that wasn't really that representative of, of who I am as a fighter. But the, the best thing I can do is just go get a win the next fight and show people. So I assure you I'm working as hard as I can and doing everything I can to make sure that uh, what happened last time doesn't happen but again. Even if it's a nine-day notice fight, it won't look like that. So.
0: All right, man. I appreciate you taking the time. Looking forward to your next one. Whatever you do, man, stay safe. I know Florida's crazy right now with cases. Yeah. So, uh, so stay safe, man, and hopefully we get to see you sooner rather than later. Yes, sir. All right, Thank man, you. all the best. Thanks,
1: bro.